lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. We have the second half of the amazing Jenny Wild today. Jenny is joining us today out of the goodness of her heart yet again. Jenny Wild is an actor, comedian, mom, and an inspiring entrepreneur. She has taken time out of her busy family life just to talk to us here again at Perfectly Flawed. I am Terry, and together with Lauren, I am one at Lauren and Tammy. I am one of the three hosts of Perfectly Flawed. Welcome. Come in and take a seat at our table. And let's welcome Jenny Wild. Before we do anything else, I always pull a card. So I pulled a goddess card for us. And this time I got Ostara, which is fertility. It is the perfect time for you to start new projects access new ideas, and give birth to new conditions, which is very telling because there are some new things on the horizon. Keep watch, folks. Talk to y'all soon. When minds meet, Magic happens, and that's what happened with Jenny and I, and that's why we're back doing a second part to this episode. Who knows, folks? You might even get more. So, Jenny is on to mindset, which is one of my favorite subjects. Hey, Jenny, welcome back. Thank you, Terry. I'm glad to be here with you again. This is awesome. So excited to have you here. So, let her rip and tell us what you got for mindset. Awesome. So I'm so grateful to be with you and to be able to talk about trichotillomania, other other body-focused repetitive behaviors that, as I was explaining in the last episode, I was a guest of yours on that can really trend for people as being a coping mechanism, maybe for stress, anxiety, um, ruminating thoughts, maybe just some self-worth, self-esteem issues. But it's definitely possibly outside of, I mean, most definitely outside of people's control, just like disease and addiction and some other isms. We have things that we do in our life that's a very human condition to cope and stay quasi-comfortable with ourselves through all the things that life throws at us. That includes joy. That includes high vibes. That includes momentous occasions. And it definitely includes pain and struggle and heartache and loss and all of those things. So it was trichotillomania for me. So to pick up where we sort of left off, it was, you know, definitely have to come to terms with, for me, in physical and mental space, loving me for me. That was step one. What I wanted to leave viewers with and listeners with is love yourself for who you are. Perfectly Flawed is such a great apt name for this discussion. I mean, flaws and all. Right. You have to, it's imperative Get to know yourself better. Open up some of the wounds. Journal things in a notebook. Get to know who you are, what makes you tick, your instincts, your passions, and what your deepest fears are. That will allow you to, to come to an intimate place with yourself that you go, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm getting to this deeper level of my consciousness, of myself, my behavior, what drives me, why I why I have these urges, why I have this affliction. I'm going to go forward in life as me. It's exhausting and it's definitely 
a waste of energy and good love I have to give others to continue to beat myself up and tell myself lies that I'm not worth anything. So love yourself for you. Number two was um, stop seeking approval from others. That was just a big one for me. And we could go on and on in the people-pleasing category. But again, it's exhausting of your efforts and truly giving of love and kindness and generosity time and resources to others and fulfilling a purpose for yourself. So just stop trying to please everybody. It is an, it is a impossible outcome and therefore um, find, find your tribe, if you will get real, get real into loving who you are and um, start marching forward flaws and all confidently. And the third piece is mindset. So how do we do those things? One and two are important, but it takes practice and it takes diligence and consistency to practice every single day, like workouts in a gym for your muscles. You have to work your brain. And that is where mindset's so important. So Terry, that's what today is all about. And I just thought we could start. Yes, this is where the magic happens. Right? We are magical, girlfriend. Because you and I have discovered a mutual, what should I say, community and collective where this is happening. This is happening and this is how people are thinking and practicing their daily lives. They want to grow. They they seek evolvement in who they are. They seek success for themselves. They are actively pursuing big, scary goals, overcoming fears to, yes, go on a live video and share of their life or to connect with people that say, hey, I'm interested in your product, your business, the value you offer your service. And so people, we see people overcoming fears and deep seated. I don't know if I can do this to do it. And it's incredible. It's incredible to watch and be witness to. And frankly, it's incredible to contribute to that as well, because we're all cheering each other on. It's amazing. It really is. And we call it the power hour. So mindset work is part of our businesses. If you can believe that when you launch your own business on our team, on our team and our culture, we have a power hour and 30 minutes of it is mindset work. So I mentioned yesterday, you know, it's, it's most important that anyone listening has a visionary, a, a mindset coach, a, an author, possibly a, even a doctor who's written a great book, Jordan Peterson, Brendan Burchard, mm. I could name we could name a hundred here probably that have have ted talks that have books and that have audible books that you can find your person that speaks into your soul find the person that who has been down the road of coaching as a professional in this space and who can help you get your mind right and we say right it's not perfect again no perfect. It's not perfect. Right. But it is set up for success. Your mind is something that you can work and train to say, this is the story I'm telling myself today. And this is the set of beliefs I'm going to live by now. Okay. So trichotillomania for me had me living in a set of beliefs that was like, just keep doing the same routine. Keep behaving the way you are. Keep pursuing this quick fix coping and comfiness with pulling hair, or biting nails. Or eating food. I mean, I have have other things. That's a whole other show. Right. You know, keep doing these behaviors, girl, because that's where you're. That's where you're comfortable. That's where your zone is. And we know how to operate in this dysfunction. Mm -hmm. That's that's what my brain. That's what my brain was telling me. And on the surface, I was really becoming quite aware that my brain was like, "Yeah, because you don't you don't offer anybody that much, but a quick laugh or smile or that goofy personality, and you really don't have 
what it takes to succeed in X, Y, or Z. And you shouldn't probably try and exert your power here in this space or that space or help anyone because, I mean, look at you. That's what my, that's the story I was telling myself. And that is a crap story that, you know, Terry, of daughters, if, if your daughter or your son is telling themselves that story, if, a, if your best friend you cared about, if one of your parents was telling themselves that story. You would be all up on that and you would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, you would. <laughs> You would be their champion. You would be their cheerleader. You would be their tough love. And you would, you'd get, hey, we got to flip that around. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's bull, that's bull crap. And then you would present evidence as to how, actually, you have great skill. You have great charisma. You have great character. You have integrity. You have grit. You have consistency. We believe in you. You would flip it around for them. So training your brain and personal development and mindset work, I will just never shut up about it and how important it is because that's what you're doing for yourself. You're your own best advocate and voice. You are your own best coach and best friend and you're loving yourself for you and you're not looking to please anybody else. So to do this mindset work takes every single day, dedicate a half an hour and bust it out. It is essential. And it's fun. I mean, really, if you think about it, sometimes I'm looking at my half hour clock and going, wait, really? No, more, more. It is actually fun. Absolutely. That's why I love the Audible books or in podcasts like yours. Or I love um, throwing on YouTube even, but just to put my phone in my pocket. I'm not watching a video, but just listening to what is Tony Robbins saying? What is Wayne Dyer saying today? Even if, even if mentors and visionaries have passed on from this life, there is such value in hearing what they have to say while mm. you're folding laundry, even while you're commuting to work. Or running errands with the with the kiddos in the car, or I mean, stay focused. But you know what I'm saying. You can multitask with some of this stuff by having it on earpods and headphones, and feeding yourself the necessary mental nutrients to succeed. To at least have the mindset that you can, and nothing nothing tells you you cannot, or you are in, you are incapable, or you are destined for anything other than your best life. Now, my let me just let me just address this as we move forward because someone in my life who shall remain nameless, but someone kind of goes, hey, you know, to get too aspirational can be a pitfall. To get too aspirational or all up in that high vibe can be a detriment. And they were presenting to me that you don't want to be so lofty and so I don't know what, Terry, I can't even relate to that. I go, okay, I get it. I get that, like, you have big, scary goals, and you're constantly affirming for yourself in a journal or journaling some mindset work that your new story, your new set of beliefs, I can, I will, I am, what I'm grateful for, what I dream about, what I want for my life, what I pray for, and the person I really envision myself to be. You can do all that, and then... This person, I think, is still in a space of fear because mm. for them to say that's that's just too much, that's too much, and if you don't get there, well, then there's the there's the depression and the things that can come, and it's like, but that's really like eyes wide open. That's still living in a place of fear mm-hmm. because no one ever said the the, the the affirmations that you journal or the vision board that you put together, the the 
the, the, the faith that you want to pursue the marriage and kids and family. And that, 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 that seems a million years off and really far away. That's okay. Because with grit and consistency, if you keep charging towards it, you're becoming the person that is equipped to handle those new seasons of life, those new milestones in your life, in your career, and in your relationships. You're becoming who you need to be by engaging in this practice and by overcoming fear that it's not ever going to happen for you or that you can pitfall, that you can fall into that pit of despair and depression again. I mean, literally, that's how I meet that mindset. Is anything ever too aspirational? Absolutely anything, not. Come on. <laughs> is, is, I mean, is listening to a half an hour a day of uh, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, or Rachel Hollis a detriment to your spirit? Absolutely not. I'm, a, I'm, I'm absolutely not. But I do, I do appreciate the argument presented. I appreciate the, the devil's advocate, if you will. But to that, I'll just say that's every day. I mean, you know, the sun could go away for 45 days. I could have seasonal mood disorder and I could pitfall into depression, even with my mindset work. So uh, that the realities of life and tragedy and pain and chaos, that's the whole thing, yo. We're trying to best equip ourselves so that when those things come and they will, we see it as life happening for us, not to us. We see it as I'm meant to go through this struggle and pain. I won't doubt it anymore. I won't fight it and I won't cower to it. I am ready for my best life, even with this thing that has brought me so much despair and sadness, this thing that, you know, is stretching me in ways I never thought I could grow and be strong enough for. That's what I need everybody to get their mind wrapped around. And that's the half an hour a day. So Rachel Hollis, one of my faves does say the two things you can control is your attitude and your effort. Make your, make your effort, if you're listening, make your effort to at least 30 minutes a day, listen or read something that is, uh, you know, gives you a sense of purpose, gives you a sense of fulfillment, gives you a sense of tools and tangibles to best equip yourself to be who you want, pursue your best life, love yourself deeper, know your goals and set up for success more. Um, just a half hour. Yeah. And then for me, it's, you know, I did mention purpose and Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, more of a marketing genius, really more of a definitely like he helps big corporations find their branding and find their sense of purpose. But as an individual, his books are still very relatable because if um, because if you're like I was struggling the last 20, 25 years with self-worth and a sense of direction and a sense of what am I passionate about and I, my own identity. I think I lacked a purpose. I think I lacked a why. Why? Why? You know what I mean? And motherhood is a challenge because, of course, it gives you a sense of great purpose and fulfillment as well as all the challenges and all the stretching you in a million directions. But I you know, you can start to ask yourself why the, 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 the carpools, the laundry, the cooked meals, the dishes, and go on repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. So I was lacking for myself an independent sense of why. What Again, what is Jenny passionate about? What are my fears? What has kept me in a a pity pot, if, of, if you will? Or what has kept me thinking I'm not worth anything? I have no value to bring to the world. I 
I'm not meant for this title of job or this salary or this income or this contribution to my community. What's kept me there? And so mindset and being on our team, that power hour has truly helped me hone in on why and a sense of purpose. If I'm help for me personally, if I'm helping others, I feel so good. It is one of those things that number one gets me out of my headspace, gets me out of my self-absorbed assessment of wish it was different. They looking over in the other lane, they have this, they have that, they're ranking up in the company or they're driving that kind of car or their lawn is mowed, mine isn't mowed. I mean, you guys, it can go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you tend to drift out of your lane if you are just, so I, I just say, I tell my boys too, and they're nine and 13, help others, be of service to others, help your friend go, you know, and they, they do, they have service hours and volunteer. And when they do, they have a great perspective of the world and so much going on in it is bigger than you and I. But if you have, if you have and are contributing to someone else's well-being, it is an immediate boost to your sense of worth, what you bring, your value, who you are, how to love people, and kindness, and all the good juju. So finding a why in how you're going to lead, how you're going to be an example, how you're going to fulfill your own heart, heart of service, heart of yeah, leadership, heart of contribution, that's tremendous. Would you agree? Absolutely. And it's funny. I read um, in a book, one of the, it's a book. I, oh, I wish I had the title in front of me about getting your organization going and getting your organization excited. And a lot of that is about, you know, just going for it first with your service and sharing something with other people first. And it's just, it's so fulfilling, especially when we can say to our kids, and have them like it. I mean, do you remember not liking going to like, you know, your whatever Sunday school or whatever it was yeah. you went to? My kid begs to go because she doesn't see, I think in our, in, in former years, it was maybe a lot of us saw service as something lowly and it is not, it is lofty and it's amazing when you get to, and then see your team start jumping and jumping and looking at you. And when you hear the things they say about you, like, oh my gosh, Jenny is my favorite. And I've heard a lot of things about Jenny, you guys, and uh, just, you know, off the side about how amazing she is. So, you know, talk about mindset. I mean, and I think that's the company. I I think this brings up a great point too. It's absolutely the company. It's absolutely why I joined our team. I think that beyond material income or reward trips or there's an, there's even a motor club, you know, you get high, high enough up in the company. If you're at a corporate job or you work in the medical space, maybe you are serving people all the time. You're a nurse, you're a pharmacist, you're a teacher. Um, but I feel that the draw for me to, to our team was like moth to a flame. I just, I, I really was craving where people were looking to like I said, evolve and grow and elevate, elevate their mindset to, and I I love a good downtime binge on a Netflix show. I love a good scroll on some social media and cat videos and dog videos. Like I'm good with that. But to say, Hey, if 
having no time or having no money to do something or having no resources or being resourceful to find what I need to do this, elevate my thinking, continue to train myself to know that I am confident and capable and courageous to get out of my comfort zone, be vulnerable and share so that maybe I can help other people and serve other people. That's what drew me in immediately. The income's great. Some some other perks of our brand and company are great. But that team community vibe, that collective where everyone is working for the same thing. So it's not competitive. It's not snarky. It's not if you don't do this, none of us succeed. It's everyone in their own lane, strengthening and empowering and making each other better. Right. Stronger. It's incredible. But you did mention when talking about service, how some of us have the mindset of it's what I have to do, or it's the, I have to go to mass on Sunday, or I have to check in with my elders and see how they're doing, but I have to call so-and-so on their birthday, man. So Terry, you and I, before we hit record on this, we were talking. That's one of the things mindset work has done for me is to say, wow, I get to do this today. Again, flipping a script and reframing a whole thought process for me that really was rooted in obligatory have-tos, trudge through it, even answering questions like, how you doing? Hanging in there. You know, that is a mindset thing. That is a verbiage and vernacular thing. If you watch how you speak to people, watch how you respond to basic, simple questions in conversation as you go about your day, how you word emails, how you project everything. If you are, I have to do this life, I have to go to work, I have to commute somewhere, I have to get the dry cleaning, I have to get the groceries, or do you get to? Is it a gift? Is it special? Is it something you can absolutely obsess over because you love it so much? That is a tough one for people, but the more you journal, I say put pen to paper, really, once a day, write down the 10 things you're grateful for. If you're stuck like on what to write or what to journal, write down what scared you most as a 10-year-old, what scared you most as a 17-year-old, what scared you most as a 35-year-old. Journal, journal, journal. Because if you start to write down, I get to do this life today, I get to go to work, I get to wake up, I get to put my feet on the floor, I get to listen to Terry and Jenny on a podcast. Right, what could be better? You don't have to do anything. And the more you can, the more you consistently say to yourself, well, I have to do this, the more you might default to the old mechanisms that are not healthy, productive, that don't support you, don't serve you, like a habit, like a chemical substance, like pulling hair, biting nails. Guys, I'm not pull free, by the way. I talk with you today because I am perfectly flawed, continuing my journey in pulling hair from time to time, continuing to bite a nail and chew on a cuticle. I am not cured. There is no cure-all or fix-all, but this is the work I do. This is the work I do to continue to have confidence love me through that. It That's it. It's just flipping it all around. I could say, oh, what a terrible week I've had. I pulled a section of my hair or had to shave the side. I had to, I had to, I had to compensate and do that. I have to know, or I could say, Hey, this happened. I'm moving on. Hey, this happened. I've, I've got my mindset work. I could cling to the hope and the skill that I, that I consistently do every day to train my brain to be stronger through my flaws, to be stronger through my maladies, to be stronger through my impulse control, my addiction, my 
relationship hardships. I get to do this today. I get to. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. In life, thank God, thank, thank your moons and stars that you get to. Absolutely. Because there's, I mean, if you think about it, there are just so many people out there who don't get to whose life is over now, who didn't get to this early enough and say, wow, I heard Jenny and Terry today. And you know what? I don't have to today. I get to today. Um, I read a really great book while my mom was sick and while I was taking care of her. And that was one of the things that the lady said. She was taking care of animals. And she said, I finally had to come to terms with, I get to take care of this being in their time of need. Wow. How blessed am I? Amazing. And it's such a flip to the script and so important, Jenny. I mean, you are living proof, right? It doesn't matter if you are pull free. What matters is that you're better than you were last year or yesterday or five minutes ago. Let's face it. For some of us, it's five minutes at a time, right? Yes. Yes, it is. It really is. And to celebrate and honor those things that come along. And again, journal those. I, I, there's no, there is, I will never devalue having something, even my daily calendar. I'll just write notes in here. It's my daily paper calendar, but I'll just journal. I'm grateful for these three things today. And it might've been that, you know, I didn't break an egg cooking eggs over easy. It could be so simple. It could be that I kept my kids alive today when I really was not sure I wanted to. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. So celebrate as you go along the, how far you have come. And, um, I mean, I just, I, I appreciate that. Again, some, some might say, well, look, I, you don't know my circumstances and, or you haven't walked in my shoes. And that's absolutely 100% true, but that's, what's so incredible. Every human being, as many billions as there are on earth have their own story to tell. So if number one, if, if I'm leaving people with three tips today, it's like, number one, put your pen to paper, have that journal somewhere every day, journal what you're grateful for, journal what you want, and journal what you're scared of. Oh, sorry, that's me, isn't it? Is that me? Nope, that was me. It's You're, you're good. But, but journal what you want, your fears. <clears throat> Just open up, open up to yourself all those things. And that is where you can discover so much about yourself. You're closer to loving yourself. Number two, 30 minutes a day. You can multitask, you can fold laundry, do dishes, but put something on your Sonos speaker or on your phone and have some amazing, tangible, tool-oriented and perspective-gaining podcast, TED Talk, YouTube, Audible book going for yourself, really. And number three would be to share. So again, I say, you know, not everybody wants to share like we are on a podcast or like where it's public and available for everybody, but share with a trusted friend, find a therapist, find an anonymous group, share, there's places to go and get what you're, what's going on with you out because it's cathartic. There's no denying, there's no denying that. And again, you can't say I can't afford therapy or I, I, I'm just not wired that way. Or no one would gain anything from hearing from me. That's wrong. That's, that's incorrect. That if you can share with one person or an anonymous group or 
honestly sit next to your relative who literally can't hear you and might be in a hospital bed, like sleeping. I mean, you tell someone your story, you get it out, verbalize it and speak it out because it is going to help you in your journey. It's going to help you be consistent in training your brain to overcome, to be empowered and to, to continuously look for the, the, the better habits and the better um, practices that will serve you and support you. That is so amazing, Jenny. Uh, We are almost at the end of our time today. And so I love that Jenny had her three bullet points. And of course, I'm sure Jenny knows my favorite is pen and paper because guys, I mean, walk into somebody and say, hey, you got a piece of paper and a pen. If you don't have one, use that to catapult where you guys are going. So Jenny, I want to thank you so, so much for joining us today. And if we're really nice to her, she might even come back again in the near future, guys. She has a lot of great advice to share. All right. Gosh, so I hope so. I'm so grateful, Terry. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks for letting me be here. I gained so much in my life from you and from podcasts like yours. And you're, you're, you're truly a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are such a sweetheart. Thank you so much for gracing our table with your presence today. Please don't forget to share this with your friends, family, and loved ones if you feel it will resonate with them. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and follow for updates on the next episode posting. Check out the show notes to find out what our handles are. Have a great day.